Hello and welcome to Films and Swearing, the Foul Mouth Movie Podcast that records straight out of Fife, Scotland. I'm your host, Stuart Sullen, and joining me, Magic Mike Christie. Yeah. And you are joining us for our 80s season finale, episode 146, the double bill of Roadhouse and Tango and Cash. Mm-hmm. Yep. Had to quickly pause there before the music from Coming to America kicked in. Uh... <laughs> So yes, we have we've made it, well, well not yet, maybe in two hours time we'll have made it to the end, Aye. but we're <clears throat> in the final countdown. Aye, last of it. Aye, it is within our reach, but we can't obviously go this week without, well, this week's episode without mentioning the fact that we lost George Romero over the weekend. Aye. Obviously, fucking horror icon, the man that well, created the subgenre of zombie movies. Yeah. I've only seen a few films. I've not seen a lot of them. Aye. I was never a huge horror guy. But I think I've maybe seen them all once. I've, I've, I've definitely not seen Day of the Dead. And that's one that a lot of people quite like. Aye, that's obviously the biggie. With that and also Dawn of the Dead. But... Aye, that's, that's the one I was... Uh, the one in the, the shopping mall. Like big one, eh? Yeah. Uh, that's it, because I think on here, that's the only one we've ever covered. When we used to do, like, versus podcasts, we compared the two Dawn of the Dead's. Ah, uh, is that Snyder one? That's it. Aye. I actually thought the remake was actually pretty good as well. It was a good one. I had, like, the guy with uh, Modern Family in it being a total sleazeball. Uh, the guy with the black hair. I read into it this morning that on BBC they stated that he... Had an aggressive and short battle with lung cancer, right. which led him to die in his sleep. Aye. So that's it. He was a good age. Aye, what, seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Aye. Aye. Well, saying that, hey, you you could have had a mere years. Aye. That is barely. Uh, so I George is credited with twenty films on IMDb. Nineteen sixty-eight was Night of the Living Dead. 1963. Was it? 68. Was it 68? I thought. Ah, wow. so this is a bit. So maybe oh, that. Maybe I don't that. Why I always thought 1963 was the original 9/11 day, but. Hmm. But obviously, then between these films, 9/11 Dead, 68. Did you ever see that? I've only seen it once. That is obviously the black and white one, isn't it? I remember I got it on. They done like a. Oh, where they coloured in the black and white movies. Aye, but it was like a greeny, like a green colour, but it wasn't like full oh, colour, it was like a green tint. Yeah, aye, like a sepia tone. Aye. But green, aye, I think that rings a bell now. And I was, I would have been about maybe like 12 or something, and I did find that a bit boring. Aye, it might be a bit slower. <laughs> Aye. Maybe in comparison to what you have like, nowadays and yeah. or back then. And I mean, I watched the remake and the remake was just just as fucking boring, eh? Alright, aye. But it was in almost a full colour, but it was just... I think it was, I think it was made a fan of Dawn. I think everybody pretty much was. Aye, I think that's where it really fucking blew up. Aye. aye obviously, after Night, there is... There's Always Vanilla, 1971. And then Season of the Witch, 1972. 
the poster that reads an alternative title, Hungry Wives. Uh, in 1973, he did The Crazies. I've not seen that. I've seen the remake. Yeah, I remember that. With Timothy Dalton. Not Timothy Dalton. Timothy Oliphant. Aye. Yeah. It was alright. The remake was alright. I've not seen the original, so I can't really compare it, but the remake mm. was not too bad. Here's one that people have spoke about like, since he's passed, and they've brought up Martin. You ever heard of that one? It's a vampire film he did. No. Aye. A young man who believes himself to be a vampire goes and lives with his elderly and hostile cousin in a small Pennsylvania town where he tries to redeem his blood-craving urges. Starring John Al- Amplaz. Uh, Tom Savini's in there. No, not really any big names, but... No, was this before he done like Dawn and all that? Same year. Same year. Right? Described as a, a beautiful piece of 70s cinema. Aye, so Dawn was obviously the same year. When did you first get ahead of that? Um, must have been about, what, maybe 15 maybe? Aye. I think it was on BBC Two one night. Oh, yeah, you'd expect some, those types of films to be on there. Yeah, I think it was on a, like, kind of like late at night. It was just a case of just like, recording it and just watching it in the morning. Aye. Kind of glad it was never on like, Channel 4 because it would be like, absolutely filled adverts. Aye. I, I never watched it, I think, properly until I needed to do it for the podcast. Uh, like in our first year. I've not no seen it in a good, probably a 10 years at least, Aye. anyway. Uh, 1981, Night Riders. That is a medieval reenactment troop find increasingly difficult to keep their family-like group together with the pressures from the local law enforcement, interest from entertainment agents, and growing sense of delusion from their leader. Starring Ed Harris. Nope. Uh, that's is a- this where, obviously, they got the idea for Night Rider, is it? No. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, they're all motorbikes in this ah, one. Right. He did Creepshow, based off of the Stephen King book. I think I might have seen bits of that. Ah, that's a, got Hal Holbrook, Leslie Nielsen, Ed Harris again, Ted Danson. That's when Stephen King was in there and he looks like this weird fucking farm boy covered in green paint. <sighs> Day of the Dead in 1985 is another big one. Ah, uh, so I have no seen. You'll recognise like that that zombie picture of he's been sharing as a bud. Ah, uh, he's just saluting him. Yeah, a lot of folk were sharing that uh, image when he died. Uh, Monkey Shines from 1988. Nah, nah, that's the one where. Have you seen Toy Story Three? Ah, uh, ah, creepy monkey for Toy Story Three. Ah, uh, aye. Um, let's see, uh, a quadpreed, a quadpreed What's that, when they've, they've, they've been reeved? <laughs> I know, that's a whole... A, you mean a, what, like a paraplegic? Paraplegic, but they put quadpleedric, or quadledric. Alright. So maybe a more intense case. Or I'm just being fucking retarded. Uh, a man has trained a monkey to help him with his paralysis until the little monkey begins to develop feelings and rage against his new master. 
I could just think of fucking Homer Simpson and Mojo. <laughs> the monkey's taking the donuts away from him. <laughs> um, it's got, it's not got many big names. Kate McNeil, Jason Beggy. Stanley Tucci's in there. Aye. I think I've heard that one is maybe like a one of his underrated ones. Uh. Some people put that as their, their favourite. That's weird. I think outside of his dead movies, his mm. work's really obscure. Yeah. It's, it's maybe not like, say, like Wes Craven. Aye. But he's maybe more like a, a mainline horror director. Well, I, I do I downplay him, but like going through this catalogue's like, shit, I didn't get any of these films. Uh, you could probably rattle off at least 10 like Wes Craven or fucking John Carpenter films. Mm-hmm. Uh, Land of the Dead for 2005. It was alright. Yeah, it, 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 was, it, it was split. I think a lot of people liked it and a lot of people hated it. Mm-hmm. Dennis Hopper was in that one, I mind. think so, aye. Uh, and then, of course, like his last two consisted of Diary of the Dead and Survival of the Dead. Did you dare watch any of those? No. no. I think maybe Diary of the Dead was like a... When first-person movies... Like, handheld camera movies uh, were the thing. Like, after Cloverfield and things like that, I think he... Mm. That's what they did, was a... Actually, I feel I might have watched Diary of the Dead, because I just remember folk dying in the hospital and... Mm. What a shaky camera with folk running from one room to another. But... That's how we might tackle, maybe, some of the dead movies. Uh, or Monkey Shine, just to see how I could pronounce that word that happened to that paralysed bloke. Quadriplegic? Aye, something like that. I was thinking like paraplegic. Exactly, I've, so I've heard. So what's the a para and a quadra? Aye. As a para, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because when you see like the paraplegic, that's the ones that, it's just a legs. Mm-hmm. The quadriplegic like completely paralyzed um, for the neck down. Could be, yeah. Maybe. That might be it. That's your, uh, your task for the podcast. Exactly. Find out what the difference between a para and a quadriplegic is. Uh, go correct our fucking fucked up bits. I know. Just didn't type in the word weaved. I don't, don't, that's... Uh. <laughs> uh, hey, Stone Cold Steve Austin said it, not me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Let's bring up our spoiler music. Is it just going to be like total, like white trash fucking like rock and roll? I don't know what you mean. Do all of your exes live in Texas, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, folks, it's time to hold your horses because Films and Swearing is a podcast that likes to spoil their films. If you've not seen today's films, mm-hmm. this music is your warning. From this point on, we're about to get LB deep in spoiler territory with both Roadhouse and Tango in Cash. Who the fuck is this that's playing? Uh, George Strait. You could have put, you could have at least put someone on with a blind fucking guy in the phone. I know, but that would have made more sense. I didn't want that. I just heard that song like, oh, that's a fucking belting tune. I've not heard that since San Andreas. Downloads. <laughs> so, also that's your chance to go away, find a copy of Roadhouse. If you listen to this quite recently after it's been released, it should still be on Sky slash Now TV. Slash Cody. Or Cody, when you find a stream. 
Uh, so Roadhouse is from director Roddy Harrington. Rowdy. Rowdy. Sorry, I'm sorry. Harrington. I see Rowdy and I think Roddy. <laughs> I wonder if that was his actual. I'd be a nickname. Nibby's going to cry there being Rowdy. Yeah. I, that just seems like a typical like white trash. Aye, a little redneck Ben. Yeah. So, uh, before doing Roadhouse, he did a film in 1988 called Jack's Back. With James Spader. Nope. No. Nah. Uh, that one, the plot is... A serial killer in Los Angeles celebrates Jack the Ripper's 100th birthday by committing similar murders and only one has a chance of stopping him. Cool, that's going to go right to the top of my watch list. Fucking blacklist going on a killing spree. Uh, along with Cynthia Gibb and Jamie Heenan. Yeah. Aye. Uh, Anyway, the cast of Roadhouse consists of Patrick Swayze as Dalton, Kelly Lynch as Doc, Sam Elliott as Wade Garrett, Ben Gazzara as Brad Brad Wesley, Marshall R. Teague as Jimmy, Jules Michaels as Denise, Red West as Red Webster, and Sunshine Parker as fucking Santa Claus in the farmhouse. Ah, the landlord, uh, yeah. Emmett. So, Mike, what the fuck happened? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you just read the cast list and not include Keith fucking David? Wait. I'm going to mix up. This is the opposite. I'm thinking of David Keith. That's the black guy. Who's Keith? Keith? David is the black guy. David Keith is not a fucking actor. Keith David is a black guy. Yeah, well, no, there, there's a, there is a, a David Keith. Is there? There's an actor called David Keith. Right, well. But I don't he, remember him in here. He was in this. Where the fuck was he in this? When did you watch it? I watched it like an hour ago. <laughs> Two <laughs> hours you, ago. How could you not fucking notice it? Did he have any lines? Aye, he came in like halfway through the film. Doing what? As a black bouncer. <laughs> I don't remember a black bouncer. I remember, I remember a black bartender. I was like, ah, this is one of these southern towns where you don't see them unless they're working for you. Yeah, we've done it. Shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't see him. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> other than fucking big old Keith David sneaking <laughs> in this film, what else happens in Roadhouse? Would you say he's an elite bouncer? He fucking is... seems to be the best of the best. Uh, what does it call him? A cooler. A cooler. Which is like, what, like a rank, maybe? Aye, if it fucking bouncer the cooler, I guess. That's it from eight. Well, from f- the two tiers. You're either a bouncer yeah. or the cooler. Ah, so Patrick Swayze before the cancer. Oh, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> oh, um, works as a, a bouncer at a. It's a fairly tame bar of the first opening shot you yes, get. Yes, aye. And he gets an invite to go and work at this. The, the double douche. The, the, the double douche, aye. <laughs> And uh, it just uh, is it pandemonium? Aye, and then it basically just. Well, aye, is, 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 is the main bad guy like a fucking like a? It seems like the lo- a landowner. Aye, the local rich man who yeah. seems to more or less have the whole town in his pocket. Aye, aye, because that's it. The people aren't the problem. It's the fucking guy that's paying all these people. Yeah, one of my points is on my friend that I'll bring up later on about the film that. Didn't understand it. Just say it. 
Tell me now. They fucking polis in this Aye, film. Where the fuck are the polis in this film? I was thinking that about six or seven times as fucking people's homes were being blown up and I did not hear any sirens whatsoever. Like, mm. Got my arms out. It's like, where's the fucking polis? It's an easy job for them. Exactly. Just sitting there, sitting, counting fucking Wesley's I think money. Right. There's, there's a fire engine. Mm-hmm. Where's the polis? Aye, nah. All sitting in some cunt's fucking pocket. Probably, aye. So, Mike, was this your first time watching Rogue It was, actually. It was my first time. Me too. I was weird. If you was like, should have seen this fucking ages ago. Aye. What did you think of it? It was an easy watch. Mm Mm-hmm. I liked how you didn't really see... Like, you heard them talk about Swayze's character, about how, how good he was. Aye. And you never really see him do anything. Mm-hmm. He was always getting the like help for well, he was always like enlisting the, ah, the, the bouncers, the, the ah. lower ranked ones. Yeah. And it wasn't until maybe what, half an hour in it before you kinda of see what you could do. Aye, where he properly has to introduce a boy with a Hawaiian shirt right into the fucking table. <laughs> the table. Yeah. Me, I quite enjoyed it. It was mm. it is a fucking easy watch. Ah, it's, it's a typical like, 80s. Aye, 80s. Like, mm. uh, Fucking barroom brawls. Fucking, there feels like quite a bit of martial arts in this almost. Aye. They almost to the point where you could feel like you could cry. So, like, I'll, like, like, whenever, like, as I was, like, Shell asked me the other day, she was like, What are you podcasting this week? And I was like, Roadhouse. She went, Is that the thing with the old family guy? And, like, Peter does, like, all the kicks and that. He's, like, driving the car, and whenever he has to turn mm. left, he shouts, Roadhouse. <laughs> car turns left, and that. I was like, Aye, that's our film. Aye, because that's it. It's <clears throat> it's such a fucking famous film and is referenced a lot in like fucking pop culture. Like, yeah, it's parodied in shows and like yeah. it, it's a known film, and it's just one of these things I've just never got around to fucking yeah. watching. I know. And it's ten and eighty season to do it. I know. So I'm fucking glad I could finally say I've seen Roadhouse. Ah, I'm kind of glad that I will. Okay. Before the before the poll ended as a draw, aye, was, was Tango and Cash slowly was slightly winning? I think it was. It was aye, and then sort of like a one Roadhouse maybe equalised it in the final hours. Uh, so, but yeah, no, because that's uh, the good thing about doing this is we get to watch films that we've never really seen or gave time to. Aye. So that's I've I've seen Tango and Cash maybe two or three times before. Oh, I've seen that with fucking two or three hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's it. We could talk about films we've seen a hundred times, but it's always good to kind of see something you've never fucking seen uh, before. And watching it, like day my notes, I've tried not to write down like my predictions. It's like, oh, this blind kid's gonna get barred at some point. Ah, uh, so that I had he's gonna be leverage. Yeah, I thought he was gonna end up fucking being like. Struck up somewhere. Aye, that's a Wesley's got to get him. Like, oh, there's a pal from his past. He's got to get fucked up. It took me, like, when I was reading the, like, the cast, like, in the first 10 minutes, like, you seen the kid, like, the way he plays the guitar and that. I never really, never really... Like, Noticed he was like, blind. Yeah, and until I read it that he was, like, actually blind. Oh, And right. he was actually, like, in a band. Ah, that makes... And, aye. So that's, because they do mention a fucking band, something like, the Jimmy Thingway Band's. Ah, that's that's, that's that kid in band. Aye, and uh, it was weird because I've heard the name of it. I've heard that band name from something else. Uh, no. Um, it was when let's see my notes for the start. 
obviously you get the opening shot of the the bar that Aye. Dalton works in the bar stand Aye. I was cried that's alright mm-hmm. it's when he leaves like obviously he gets poached pays him fucking daft money to come work for him at the double deuce but it's when he's leaving town he just fucking chucks the car keys at the black dude like the homeless dude on the street he's like hey, I ain't your valet he's like no keep it he's like oh that fucking dude's got somewhere new to sleep the night he's got a car <laughs> And there's no till you get to the fucking double deuce and you get to see fucking Terry Funk. I know Terry Funk was in my notes. Jesus Christ, he was a brilliant in this. Aye, uh, he was. He was in over the top as well. He was one of the bodyguards. Ah, oh, right. A aye. couple of years before. Ah, uh, I've not seen that for a couple of years now. Ah, uh, I probably would have recognised him at the time. Ah, uh, but he was fucking right at him here, just uh, chucking cunts at a bar. Mm-hmm. And actor was he that wooden? Like sometimes when you get folk that know really. Aye. Actors could be a bit like they're reading lines off the side of the fucking camera, but mm. he seemed to be. He was like giving big fucking spiels of dialogue. He was Aye. sort of like grabbing cunts and chucking them through tables. Aye, I think the first first half of the film, I actually thought the guy that owned the double deuce, I thought he was going to be the main. He like, does look main, like a bit the, of an evil guy. The main bad guy. Like, I'm, he might have been like a bad guy in films before because he's got the look. I looked up on, a, on who he was. And the only thing I recognised him from was he was John Locke's dad and Lost. Oh, right. Nah. Nah, I wouldn't have thought him for that. I, would, I could just imagine him in some fucking 90s film just being a dick. Hmm, it's probably wasn't like other, it's probably been other stuff as well, but that's the only thing I really remember him for. Aye. Um, let's see. The, we'll have to say, maybe from all the films we reviewed so far, this is maybe the one with... The most tits just being openly thrown about this Aye. film. I mean, the first reference was this this lassie at the bar in like a skin tight white dress, who I think we later find out is Wesley's wife. Aye. She gets her fucking face battered mm. for <laughs> getting caught with Dalton. Yeah, but it's that like this film actually is quite fucking funny at times. <clears throat> ah, yes. Like. The fucking two dirty bastards at the table was like, hey, you fancy kissing titties? Twenty dollars. <laughs> ten fucking ten dollars a titty. And this boy sitting milking him. He's fucking having the time of his life getting in there. He's like, hey man, where's the fuck aren't you gonna fucking kiss him? It's like, I ain't got twenty. <laughs> I fucking rolled off the couch laughing. That was a brilliant fucking little guy. Like, I ain't got the twenty. <laughs> I ain't got no money, but I'm fucking happily squeezing your wife's titties. <laughs> oh shit, that was that was fucking priceless. <laughs> I'd like fuck all to do the story, but it was just this perfect little skit where it just uh. <laughs> Oh shit. Um But it's the next night when uh Dalton tells fucking Terry to get Get the fuck, like, your days uh, here is done. Uh, he's basically... The temper. He's doing like a... Cutting off all... You're dealing drugs. Uh, you're fucking taking money at the till. You're a dick, you shouldn't need to be here. Like, what am I supposed to do? You could go to barber school. Ah, uh, I think we dig it, you say it, I like uh, that. Like, he's got to be fucked when fucking Chainsaw Charlie shows up <laughs> half an hour later. Uh, wearing tights, coming after him. Yeah. Him and fucking Cactus Jack... Fucking uh, cutting up the place. On the on the notes that I've got, it's like 
everybody's like, everybody that's in that bar that's like a customer is like so fucking angry. Aye. They're all, like, they're all they're all like stashing knives, guns, fucking whatever. Aye. Is, is it the is it the first night where I think it's the first night where Swayze goes to the hey, look at the place. Mm-hmm. And the the lassie's got the bottle and she's kinda of like no share whether to throw it or not, and she throws it and it hits like the fucking The the cunt that's just got the stupid laugh. Aye. <laughs> like I don't think I think she actually was like aiming for somebody else because she kinda of was like oh. Like oops. Uh, fucking Lillard the daft cunt. It's like I think it's the second night now where he's going around doing checks because that's where he catches the guy the, pocketing the money. Aye. And he also catches the guy shagging the last oh, on his yeah. fucking break. <laughs> I was like, yo Steve, your history. But I'm on my break. <laughs> but yeah, it gave you the impression she was underaged as well. Maybe not underage for sex, but underage to get in the bar. Yeah. Because you have like the, the heavy booster looking at the fucking ID. He's like, this is not ID. I was like, nah, that's cool. I can these girls. It's all right. Uh, Takes them away. And next thing you know, he's fucking stark naked, fucking banging uh, her in the stock room. It's like, I was like, oh, it's like I'm on my breaks. So I keep taking it then. Ah, uh, fucking permanent break. He's <laughs> just fucking freaking out, pulling up his tighty whities <laughs> But and then obviously you realise he gets a fucking a wee flat above a barn. Ah, uh, it's just a, a, a room pretty much, yeah. Aye. Like a really big double window. Exactly, where you can look across the river and see all the wild parties that fucking Wesley's having. Yeah. Where it's just him and his fucking crazy family chucking naked lassies into a pool. Aye. Uh, what about the next morning? Like where we get this Fucking Dalton strutting out of bed in the scuds when the lassie brings him breakfast. Aye. Uh, that lassie looked foo. As soon as she seen his arse, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> She had her fill right there. Because oh, no. that's it. He seems to be, like, yes, he's macho as fuck, this uh, character. He's all he lives off of black coffee, does fucking Tai Chi out in the garden, he's ripped the cunt's throat out in the past. They were tell fuck about it, but of the kids about it. Ah, because I think he didn't really get any past as much. Ah, I know until fucking Big Sam Elliot shows uh, up. It's when we get one of those in. It's not really an introduction to Wesley because he showed up a few times, like with a helicopter. Oh, uh, is it in the car? Ah, just like listening singing. to like the soundtrack to Clue, just weaving between two lanes. Ah, uh, like he owns the fucking town. I know, and. It's, this is, I think, when you get introduced to Red. Like, when he goes to the wee auto repair shop, because his car's obviously been panned in for working that nightclub. Yeah. And fucking Wesley shows up with his, his denim-clad Lottie. Uh, and that boy just wears denim, this whole fucking film. <sighs> and he just, what did he show up for? He didn't even bought anything. Just kind of showed up, introduced himself, uh, and fucked off. Mm. And Red, like Red doesn't like this cunt. Uh, when he was like, have a good day, up until now. <laughs> it's like, oh. And then is that no when Dalton goes back to the double deuce and the guy that got chucked for stealing the Aye, him the and money. a couple of cronies. Uh, that's it, because... And then that, that's when, that's when that kind of, that's where I picked up that, um, the Tillman, the bar owner, mm. uh, that's when I picked up that he actually isn't the bad guy, it's the fucking... Ah, it's older cunt. Exactly. And the guy that's strutting about looking like he owns the place. It's, it's <laughs> the fucking one... There is some fucking one-liners in this film. Ah. Uh. 
it's the bartender when he's going to start the fucking fight. And he's like, what's the matter, chicken dick? It's like, whoa, chicken dick? Wow, that's a fuck. That's, I've no heard of that one before. Nah. And they start getting into a wee fucking scrap. And there's the, the fat dude. I think they called him Tigger. Uh, like, he puts up a good fight. He, uh, he like he's a wee useful tool because, obviously, you have the bartender gets put doing easy. Uh, and then it's the tall guy, I think, O'Connor, starts fighting fucking Roadhouse kicks him out the windy. Yeah. They roll down into the dance floor. And then it takes about two or three bincers to fucking put down Tigger. Uh, he's like kicking cunts in the balls like it's nothing <laughs> else. And he's just fucking battering folk. Yeah. And then a chuck on it. And then they end up going back to Wesley. Aye. And of course the fucking bartender drives a fucking monster truck. I know. He is. Like, he just looks like a sad, white Danny Trejo. <sighs> just a big, thick moustache. And just, like, nothing about him. And just... <laughs> it looks like a really diluted Danny Trejo. I actually thought um, Wesley was going to kill the guy that had like, the glasses. Uh, <clears throat> I thought he was, because he was talking about it, he was like uh, he's like he's like Tiger you're fine and uh, he's one cunts to apologise to him uh, and he's, like, he's like but you he's like I fucking delicate you uh, he fucking starts battering him like uh, he gets three or four fucking good uh, shots and like, like the reason he's like him is because he bleeds easy aye uh, and he can't even get up and he's just looking like get that piece of shit out of here <sighs> he's like oh man it's fucking fucking Wesley doing a Tai Chi as well uh-huh. like he's look. He's like almost, he is like a villain in a kung fu film where he just looks old and frail, but yeah. he can fucking batter a cunt if he needs to. And I think it's later on, I've got another great one-liner where obviously Red gets shaken down for fucking, not protection money, but just a cost for living right. in Wesley's town. He has to give up 10% and occasionally get his fucking shop trashed. <clears throat> I don't want to fucking ask some, but I guess he was saying, did, did Wesley's guy do this to you? And he's like, well, does a fucking hobby horse have a wooden dick? <sighs> it's, it's, it's something different than the Pope shitting in the woods. Yeah. But it's not until he starts phoning around, like when he tries to find out who is this fucking Wesley dude, mm. and he phones his old pal, big fucking Sam Elliott, yeah. in another fucking strip club. He's looking rough as fuck. Aye. Uh. It's all that gammy leg as well, eh? Aye, nay fucking moustache. That's a wee bit, it's like, I just keep seeing this cunt for the fucking Big Lebowski sitting at bars, fucking narrating a story. And uh. <laughs> I think it's not until, like, the third night he maybe shows up. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, the third night is where, like, his boys, Wesley's boys, show up again, and one of them's got the fucking the blade in the shoe. Aye. And he's like, what's wrong, guys? I'm just here to have a good time. He's like, you're too stupid to have a good time. He fucking grabs him by the leg. Uh, and just holds him aside and chucks the fucking boot away. Aye. Ah, uh, because this is when his fucking lassie shows up. Ah, uh, the, the doctor. Aye, because after the second like, night... Did, did we even get a name for her? Because they, she's keep like, crying her doc. Aye, uh, like she just cried as doc. Aye, I think she gets cried Lisa at one point. Uh, and I think it's maybe in relation, obviously, her uncle's fucking red... So I guess yeah. Lisa Webster it could have been it, but I'll just try her doc because mm. I, I guess there's only one doctor in town. Yeah, that probably all cunt wants the show. I like the as after the going back to the bit where um, the guy goes to get his job back Aye. and he also gets like fucking cut like in the ribs and he's at the hospital, and it's when like doc's asking him like what happened. 
Mm-hmm. And it also doesn't let on that. Uh, what do you say? Fucking natural causes? Aye. Uh, Aye. Uh, <laughs> he just wants to look macho as fuck. He just sitting and then she like kind of notices his own fucking needlework on the cut uh, he got at the start of the film. Exactly. Because that's it. You knew right away. Because to be honest, I thought the last scene, the white dress at the start was like the love interest. But uh, she started appearing to be a wee bit tarty. And because she shows up, like, it feels about 45 minutes in. Before yeah. you actually get to see the, the, the fucking love interest show up. Mm. And it is this, it's not until she shows up the next night wearing what looks like a fucking picnic blanket for a dress. Yeah. Nay glasses on, the hair's doing. And it's like, oh, right, this is it. This is fucking Dalton squeeze for the film. Uh-huh. And it's when, I guess, let, let's just cut to the fucking... Your 80s sex scene. Well, nah. whilst this is the tame one. Because ah. we've seen exaggerated ones. But it's it's their second date, almost, I think. She ah. shows up in a white dress this time with fucking nothing else under it. Yeah. Because more or less, when they start fucking grabbing onto each other, she just pulls her skirt up. Ah. <laughs> There's no knickers at all. It's like, oh, doctor. <laughs> Slutty doctor. But and then it's... When it cuts to the next bit with the line on the, is it the second roof? The roof Aye. of the first floor? I think they started shagging on top of that as Aye, well. Like Wesley's like fucking at the other end Aye, like across the lake. <laughs> sitting there with a cigar and fucking all, tugging just one out. Up. Watching the last that you could never get. Fucking Denise is sleeping in the next room with a battered puss. Ah, oh, no. Bear woman. Uh, he had a fucking shitty house. It was like a <laughs> fucking pool hall. Yeah, he just had a bunch of game trophies two pool tables and a wee aerobics room for his wife yeah when <laughs> I when you come and Dalton when he tries to fucking to buy him tries to buy him pretty much yeah. aye and that's it you can and tell that's when like, she's doing the aerobic thing and you can see like the black eye on her a fucking black face she looked like two faces <laughs> with the fucking bruise on her that looked like fucking Wesley went ten rounds with her <laughs> just fucking Hammered her. Just sitting there fucking batting her off the face with his dick. <laughs> I own this town. I own, it. I own your face. <laughs> I could buy you if I want to. I'll probably have bought you, really. This is why you're still here with me. But I feel like this all takes place in the span of a week. Like, it might yeah. be over a longer time, but I feel it's like the fourth day and Dalton showed up to work and that's what, and they're getting their booze delivered from out of town. Yeah. And you've got fucking Terry Funk shows up uh, again with some more Wesley's boys, and they actually start managing to batter fuck her. Don't uh, what I, what I thought was a bit. I was kind of just laughing at is when, uh, like Garrett walks out the back back room and sees fucking like Don like kind of strung up getting like punched to shit, and he just doesn't even. Nah, he's seem not bothered. He kins his pal could hand, could handle this. Well, he's not handling it well, but he's taking yeah. it. And it's like, you alright, pal? Aye. And it's when the tall dude. Aye. He's a fucking tall dude. Aye. And he's like, oh, you want to fight dickless? He's <laughs> like, I sure ain't show. I sure as shit ain't gonna show you my dick. And just starts fucking battering. Fuck, it is. Fucking Sam Elliott is cool as fucking this film. Aye. Fucking Terry Funk gets put in quite quick as well. Aye. Because as soon as they showed up, they just started smashing the drink. It was like, quickly, yeah. before we get our heads kicked and let's pan all the bottles. And I think, no, like, maybe almost a third, like, 
going into the third act is when fucking Wesley just starts destroying the homes and lives of everyone around ah, Dalton. It's a fucking it's a car dealer. Oh, I guess it's bad. We didn't even kidnap cunt till like the scene before. Yeah. Like, obviously, fucking Red loses his shop first. Yeah. Like, they just love blowing shit up in this town. Uh, like, boom. I'm, I was glad that he's no one of those cunts that sleeps in their shop. I was expecting them to be in a wee hammock in the back, yeah. getting fucking roasted. But, as like, when they go back in, and, aye, because they blow up Red's shop yeah. to get Oddie out of the double deuce. Yeah. And that's when fucking Wesley and all his boys go into the double deuce to start some shit. And yeah. when he fucking lets his wife off the leash, goes up and does a fucking stripping fucking routine in front yeah. of Obdy. I was thinking, oh, is this going to be the thing where they try and ruin his romance? Like, when he's taken off the stage, she's in the scud, she's giving him a snog. Uh. This is when Doc walks in the room and she's got fucking fragile. Oh, I thought you liked me. <laughs> and runs out the room greeting. But no. I was actually surprised. Yeah. Like, she's just a fucking little wee slag. I know, and what I was saying is, like, it's like, like, what was it? It's like, keep your pet on the leash. Ah, if you're bringing pets in, and then keep them like, on the aye, leash. And then like, Jimmy. And then the guy in all weather. In all weather will fucking denim. Aye, comes in and they get a wee fucking spar going on and you realise old fucking Garrett's. He, he's no... Well, they said it for the beginning. Obviously, he's the best of the best, but he's getting old. Aye. So he kind of handed himself in a fight against the boy, fucking head to toe in denim, yeah. swinging a pool cue. Aye. He was doing gymnasts, mind, when he jumped to the stage, he used the fat boy for leverage. Aye. Jesus Christ. That was some fucking pool cue. That, like, if that was a Jackie Chan film, that'd be gone in one, like, one swing. Yeah. I mean, smashed or some cunt's nut. But they tease it, because you didn't get the full fight. They start Aye. fucking... Wesley just pulls out a pistol and just... Ah, uh, he's like, fuck it, let's go him. I've seen enough. Get your clays on, we're going home. Mm. <laughs> and beat you in my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you to take your fucking clays off. I told you just to distract them. <laughs> and that's it. Like, the next day, when you've got all the folk, all the townspeople trying to convince Red to stay. Uh. And that's where we get to see this boy with the moustache for the first time. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, I've got a friend in the FBI. And he's like, are you going to take the stand against Wesley? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and the fucking next shot, monster truck for his uh, car dealership. I know. That was brutal. I felt so fucking bad for that moustache fuck. <laughs> it was so uncalled for. He's like, fuck it. You are all shit to me now. I'm going to destroy you all. Even you, fucking farm boy. Like... <laughs> Because that was it. I, I didn't know how close the fucking Emmett lived to him. Aye. Because there was one shot where he pulled up in a fucking truck and he was helping him do something. He was getting, getting a, wee, a wee talking to him saying, you had a girl staying with you last night? He's like, if they lived that close to each other, he fucking you. Like, <sighs> he was shagging on the fucking top of the roof. He probably was looking at his window as well. Just going, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but it's like... They made a fucking joke about pitching tents. Uh, so I was like, God, <laughs> dirty Santa Claus beard, what are you saying? And then said something about they had enough sense for the both of them. Uh, because I think they realised, obviously, Sheila used to be the squeeze of fucking Wesley, or she's the girl that got away. And Wesley's obviously a bit annoyed that she's uh, now sleeping with him. Mm. Right across the river, for his house. Uh, where he's sitting in the fucking granny rocking chair. Uh, and then is that when 
Is that when the fucking farm, the, the house pretty much blows up after that? Aye. And like, fucking all like Emmett's like fucking slim. Aye, it's, it's surprising that Ninilla Fock died. Like all these fucking explosions. Aye. And everyone lives. And the worst thing that happened to Emmett was the fact that fucking Dalton was sitting on his chest. Uh, He's like, are you okay? He's like, if you get off me. <laughs> and it's not until fucking Jimmy's pissing off on the fucking dirt bike. Uh, gets to the end of the fucking garden and goes, <laughs> does a fucking evil laugh. And then drives off. But no, Dalton's faster than a motorbike. I know. He fucking manages to catch up and clothesline that cunt. And then you get your fucking... Yeah, well, your proper fight. Uh, it feels like it's on for about five minutes until he gets his fucking knee smashed in. and <laughs> His knee smashed in and his fucking throat ripped out. Ah, you're going to need more fucking but strepsils no, for but that. No, but, no, but no, before he pulls off a brilliant line when he's like beating Dalton. Oh. And he's like, he's like, what was it? It's like, uh, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you sick cunt. <laughs> ah, he's fucking, that's it, you get the throat ripped. Uh, and, oh, fucking white you go. Aye. And that's it, fucking... And that's the thing, though, like... It's like Dalton didn't know what he... He's pushed the crazy now. Like, he's uh, turned it to 11. He's been trying to keep it calm. They've obviously been picking on all the fuck around him. Because, uh, obviously, Doc finds fucking Jimmy with, like, the hole in his throat. And she does not look happy. No, she's... She can't believe that he's went to that extreme. Uh, so, because that's it. It's went too far for her now. I mean, just fucking kick him in the knee. That's what everybody else was doing in the films. Notice that there was a lot. When uh, I was fighting, so there was loads of people getting their knees like broken or like fucking. That seems to be his snap. answer for most yeah. things. Like, doesn't matter how big they are, fucking shatter their knee and you've won. But it's not until the next day where fucking Wesley gets his revenge with the coin toss. Ah. Uh, where it was a bit brutal. Like, you know, you gave him the ultimatum saying it's. Depending where it lands, it's either going to be Doc or it's going to be Garrett. Yeah. And when seconds fucking Garrett staggers in the room, uh. fucking battered and bloodied. And it, of course, it does give you the impression that, oh shit, they're going to go kill Thingway. Uh. And it's not until he fucking gets back, because she still doesn't want anything to fucking deal with. Uh. And he gets back and <laughs> it was fucking Garrett all along. Uh, the fucking knife sitting there with a wee note on it. Oh, he's saying it fucking landed on Tails, bitch. It was, at first I thought he was trying really hard to cry. Like uh, I had that, my inner shut really tight. But he did, he got some tears out there. And I was like, oh, did he pull the knife out? This is going to be the only time where the police show up and they're going to find you with a knife and a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> but it more or less leads into, I guess, the ending of the film. Where uh, like the decides, final showdown between him and fucking Wesley, yeah. Exactly. It starts all the fucking the old decoy card trick. Yeah, that was a fucking beast, just right through the fence. And you've got all fucking Wesley's fucking cronies sitting outside with shotguns. I think the bartender was scratching his fucking back with his shotgun. Again, uh, they're rednecks, but didn't make it look that fucking obvious. Uh, <laughs> and it was weird because he does like a ramble thing almost, where they're all getting killed off quietly off camera, uh, and it's just one dude he's trying to freak out. And when he finally finds him, he fucking gives him his knife back. Aye. He does, I was going to say, it's not quite a big trouble in Little China, but he maybe catches the second dude. He Aye. pulls the knife out his stomach and fucking throws it up to the first floor and stabs yeah. the other cunt. 
And it's not until where he's running about the trophy room and fucking Tigger. Oh, <laughs> poor Tigger. Like, when it gets that wobbly chin when he thinks the fucking polar bear's trying to eat him. Uh, like, just no, 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 no. like, he's obviously got a fear of fucking stuffed animals. Uh, I'm kind of kind of glad that, like, it, it didn't kill him because it would have been a bit... I mean, that was a bit easy. Yeah. Pinned by a bear. I know. Like, this man died of a heart attack. I know. But... And then he plays basically cat and mouse with Wesley. Aye. And then he's like, aye, he's like, uh, let's see, you see my trophy room then? Aye, want your ass in it. <laughs> and it's like, oh no. I kind of just try to figure out how that would work. Like, all these animals and just like two cheeks. I thought it's just a fucking, like, stuffed. Like, oh. this way they... Aye. <laughs> do all these puncture wounds where he got fucking stabbed and killed. Yeah. And his fucking white shirt slash gee. He had some fucking 80s costume, oh, some 80s clays. Every time he was wearing a suit, it was right up to his fucking waist. Uh, shirt tucked in. Aye. Fucking right up to the top, like, to the bottom of his rib cage. I know. Nate belt was needed there. Nah. But it was, it was some, like, fucking Wesley put up a fight. Aye, he did. He caught him a few times, eh? Aye, he was, the like... fucking re things. I guess, like, maybe that was the whole reveal of, like, the trophy room was to show that. He's a seasoned hunter. And yeah. I guess, like, fucking chucking spears, snapping spears, they just, like, bat and fuck at him. Uh, and it was no until... Probably, where, like, got images of his wife, like, doing that, and he's like, fucking... I just... This how I bat fuck at my missus. With my dick. <laughs> when she's listening to that stupid, shitty pop music. It's like, bat fuck at her. And it's no until Dalton gets the upper hand, and he goes for, the, like, the fucking... I think he shatters his knee. Aye. He does it like... Uh, as I said, the trademark fucking like, knee his fucking... His signature move before Aye. he goes in for the finishing throat rip. It almost reminds you of the, the thing today. It's almost like, remember in Kill Bill Volume 2? Mm-hmm. Where she gets learned the... Oh, the punch. Aye. Aye. Aye, something like the five fingers of death. Aye. Five point... Aye. I get what you mean. But it's the fucking orchestra score is on fucking point like it's like a moment of madness like his hands hovering above uh, his throat and the music's going fucking mental and he's like no I can't rip another cunt's throat out I can't it's only it's not even been 24 hours since I killed the last cunt <sighs> and this is where fucking everyone else shows up aye uh, because he goes to kill he he leaves fucking Wesley alone and he picks he up just, his gun Aye. Like, didn't he turn your back on Wesley? Didn't he give him a chance? And there's, here comes fucking Mustache, here comes Red, here comes the cunt that owns the Double Deuce. Aye. All cunts swinging shotguns. Aye. And the thing is, how the fuck were they still standing after two that shots? first blast should have finished it. You've aye. seen energy. Mince meat was coming at that boy's shoulder. He, like, that should have been it. It should have been game over, but he uh, fucking turned around like he was going to keep walking. Uh, and there was another one to the fucking uh, gut. Yeah. And then it was like, are you going to fucking red? He's like, no, 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 I want a shot too. <laughs> and there's a right, all three of us have tennis shot. He's went through the coffee table. He has to be dead. Uh, and then finally, finally we see some fucking police. Ah, uh, they showed up. It was like, I heard fucking Wesley's dead. Uh, got some work to do. Well, no, that's it. They come running in. It's like, Wesley, is everything all right? Brad? Brad? It's like, 
Someone's a better fucking explain what's been going on here. Uh, I would expect Dalton to come and say, where the fuck have you been for the last two hours? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Have you no heard fucking half your town's been blowing up? You know when to get petrol lately? <laughs> Jesus. But I, then it just fucking fades back to the band. Uh, it's like the, the place is like, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like I, anybody want filming and what's happened to you and all kinds like saw or not it's like, <laughs> I think that's how you could get away with fucking murder I think Red had enough time to properly hide those shotguns aye I know because like, like, they were like at the front door as he was taking the last one aye I'm pretty sure they'd just open a fucking cupboard and three shotguns would fall out with their aye. handprints all over it and wow. when the police come in and you see fucking like Tiger like kind of like sitting with his gun in his hand Aye, Chuck said this is going what today when he's going to rat these boys out. And it's like, uh, oh. he's like, I never saw the hunt, Tigger, what about you? Pull the bear fell on me. He's <laughs> like, oh, Tigger. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pull the bear fell on me. I was out cold. Yeah. Oh, he was fucking priceless. Yeah, that's so, it. Then, so then we obviously they get more or less start shagging in the river and the credits start rolling. Yeah. I guess that you could end it on a good note. It's like, ah, oh, let's skinny dip in the river and... Make out under war while Sublime yeah, well, Kid uh, plays we'll, music. We'll take his house. Mm-hmm. That's how it works in the 80s. In small towns. Nobody's got to say fucking shit to Dalton, now. He's ripped cunts for I want to where his wife was, though. Oh, aye, Denise. Aye. She's probably... <laughs> hmm. Slutting up at the bar. Probably a dancer, now. Uh, that's it. No, but no, but like when he was when, getting, he, was like, when he was getting fucking done in. Aye, well, she was... I reckon she wasn't mounted on the trophy room. Yeah. Nah. Aye. Fucking maybe a good time to nip to the shops then. I think Dalton's on his way. If you hear fucking explosions, then he come back. Aye. So, um, did you have any best bets? Eh. To be honest, I only just really enjoyed the fucking fight into this. I like it's a good film. It's totally a fucking eighties film through uh, and through. Like I could easily watch this again. Ah, uh, as as you said at the beginning, an easy watch. Yeah, but probably it's almost two hours. Is aye, I because that's to the point where they're blowing fox hooses up. I feel like almost it was getting too much at that point. As we've said, the biggest complaint is where's the fucking police? Yeah. The fact that this one man's getting away with all this shit without nobody showing up. Yeah. Not, like, sure, have them show up and just have Dalton whisper in the ear and then they leave saying, oh, I heard there was a gas leak and they fuck yeah. off, but nah. To the point where houses are blowing up, fucking FBI should be showing up at this point. Yeah. Especially when it happens more than once. Hmm. Probably a fair bit's probably the bit when when Dalton first goes to the Aye. And he starts sorting out, fucking cutting away all the fucking... Aye. All the shit bags that work there. Yeah, and just like the perm college bit was just pretty funny. Aye, that's... I've listed that as my worst bit. Like, the fucking half the haircuts in this film. (laughs) Fucking chopped through the Aye. Fuck, a lot of hairspray was used in that film. Aye, no. Shit, but... Aye. Apart from Tillman, he was only cutting the head fucking like slick. Cut back here. Mm-hmm. Aye. Now, I, before we jump to facts and figures, any trivia? Anything you want to share? I did actually read something before you came around, and it was uh, a 
apparently Patrick Swayze was going to be playing Cash and Tanko and Cash. All right, but he got injured. Aye. in this, and then oh. he gave it to Kurt Russell. Ah, right. Oh well. Ha! What a strange coincidence. Yeah. Hmm. And that's the only really notable Aye. trivia note that I picked up. I do know what this might be a maybe a beloved film of Kevin Smith. Because I'm not sure if it's on the UK DVD, but it might be an American one. But he does an audio commentary to him and fucking Scott Mosier, like when they do Smodcast together. This was well before they did any of that. They mm. did a, a fucking full DVD commentary to Roadhouse. Uh. Just I think just because they were maybe working for, I'm not sure if it's Warner Brothers or whatever company that was producing yeah. the film. But it was a bit random. Mm. I'd watch it now just to see what the fuck they thought about uh, whether they just maybe loved the fucking madness of this film yeah like just working in the roughest bars I've like, seen it like on like on like IMDB and I got like a when you go to like the films it gives you like the meta critic scores yeah and I got a fucking horrible like meta critic score like a 35 or something ah I think if it's going to be one of these films that got a bigger following like Home video and like a, yeah. got a bigger thing, a bigger following after its theatrical run. Yeah, because the facts and figures it was made on a budget of seventeen million dollars, mm. which is quite quite reserved for like all the films we've went through in eighties. Yeah. Some been some big amounts of money, seventeen. Maybe the most cost was fucking blowing up Foxes. Yeah. Uh, now I've only got a domestic box office figure so uh, how much it made in America I I don't think it probably made that much nope no 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 about 10 oh no okay more than that uh, it made 30 it made 30 so it didn't fucking run wild right, so it made its money back a bit exactly but more like I reckon uh, maybe in comparison to Tango and Cash it could be drast- drastically different because uh, that's it to be honest, I, I'm I'm not clued up on Patrick Swayze, so I'm not sure if this is after Dirty Dancing. It was. It was. So Aye, because I would imagine if you look at the has IMDb got the poster? Oh aye. With the tagline. There's something like he He trades in Dirty Dancing for a fucking martial arts blockbuster. Uh, or yeah. fucking a kick ass something something. Let's see. Hi. Actually, was rated as one of the most enjoyable bad films ever. Yeah, I I can see why. Me, would you say it's a cheesy film? Aye, mm-hmm. it is. Like when he's doing the fucking tai chi in the garden and he's all fucking oiled up. Yeah, and he's walking a bit bare arse that stuff. It is. It's a, it does have a an eighties cheese to it, but it's tolerable. I wouldn't say it's weird. I guess some folk will look at it as a bad film. But I don't think uh, it's that bad. Ah, I wouldn't say it's bad. Aye. It's enjoyable. Mm. It's a fucking entertaining film. Aye. It's like a guilty pleasure kind of thing. Totally. Ah, the original poster was uh, The Dancing's Over Now It Gets Dirty. <laughs> uh, and it still didn't help them. Yeah. Um, Amazon One Star Reviews. It got 9 out of 262. In a legit... All nine reviews are about Dafties buying the wrong DVDs. Uh, so I've just bullet pointed it. 
Very disappointed that the DVD wasn't great British region, not made clear when purchasing. Not very impressed. Film doesn't play. Must be an American version. I wish it said that before I ordered. I bought this Blu-ray DVD with the understanding that I could play it on my English DVD player. Oh. That's a retarded one right there. Total dead loss. DVD uh, did not open because DVD sleeve was in German. Not happy. And didn't mean to buy this. Fell into the trap of not realising it was not prime. Have seen it before. Uh, Bunch of fucking numpties. I know. Alright, now we'll take a quick fucking music break before we come back with our review of Tango and Cash. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Okay, right, that's the, the little musical break. Let have big fucking slice to and tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tango and Cash. <clears throat> it's always from an unexpected director. Uh, like when that name pops up, it's like, <laughs> who the fuck is that cunt? Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Andre Chonkolovsky. Chonkolovsky. Konkolovsky. Right, okay. All right, Konkolovsky. <laughs> he wouldn't like me to, to point out his weight. Alright, Chonkolovsky. Uh, like, I've even gone to Weight Watchers, you prick. Pull the set of on you. Aye. So, obviously, prior to Turner and Cash, he is. Turner and Cash? Turner and Cash! Uh, sorry, I mean Tango and Hooch. It's <laughs> been, been a long decade of films, Mike. So, I should be quite quick. Aye, yeah, good. You could say that. Uh, yes. Obviously, Andre is a, a Russian-born director. Uh-huh. So, quite a lot of his uh, filmography is of Russian nature. So, I have I've cherry-picked these American films. Alright. Because uh, he was like directing films for the Soviet Union up until 1982. Then made his uh, like a short film debut... Which none of us have ever heard of. Yeah. But 1984, he directed the film Maria's Lovers, which starred uh, Na- Natasha Kinski, right. uh, John Savage, and Robert Mitchum. Plot follows a soldier returning home from the Second World War who married the woman of his dreams, but is una- unable to consummate the marriage, uh, ruining the couple's chance of shared happiness. So he come back for war deck with? Mentally. Right. Yeah. I mean, physically there's a dick, but... <laughs> it's just not They, they just weren't talking to each other that's falling out over <laughs> war. Uh, 1985, he did The Runaway Train. That's a uh, John White one, eh? John, John Voight, Voight and Eric, Eric Roberts, uh, Rebecca De Morna, uh John P. Ryan. Also features the debut... Of Danny Trejo and Tommy Tiny Lister. Big Zeus. Aye, aye, aye. For those that are wondering, story concerns, 
two escaped convicts and a female railroad worker who are stuck on a runaway train as it barrels through a snowy, desolate Alaska. I think I've seen it. I've probably seen bits of it when I was younger, but I've never actually fully watched it. Mm-hmm. 1986, you had Do It For One. Uh, Do It For One is about a world-famous concert vi- violinist named Stephanie Anderson who is suddenly struck with multiple cirrhosis. Sir Julie Andrews, Alan Bates, Max von Sydow, and Rupert Everett. And 1987, Shy People. American drama about two branches of a family that reunite with a tragic results. Starring Barbara Hershel, Jill Clayburn, or Clayburg, and Martha Plimpton. Seems right, like the proper right cunt to get to the tango and cash. Ah. It's strange how people fall into these roles. It yeah. seems like he's quite the dramatic, well, a real drama-based director. Yeah, considering this is quite a light-hearted film. Aye, sir, your buddy cop movie. Aye, so it's pretty much just, like, Wizard Way and pretty much started that, I think. Mm-hmm. Aye, it is, it's because... Actually, would you, would, you, would you class 48 hours as maybe the, one of the first like, buddy cop things? Possibly. I've, I've never properly watched it, so I do know that there's two guys in it, and I guess they're both cops. No, Ed, Ed Murphy's a criminal. Ah, right, okay. Well, he's on parole, I think. And part of his parole is like, helping bring down this gang or something. Possibly. It's a good film. Mm-hmm. Second that, one's actually equally as good. I do, I need to get the finger out. Mm. Maybe for our second 80s season. Mm. Or that, that ill-fated Eddie Murphy season. Prior. Aye, oh no, 2000 and up. The only shining star is fucking Norbit, in my opinion. <laughs> Fuck Tower Heist. Uh, so, let's see. Tango and Cash stars Sylvester Stallone. As Lieutenant Raymond Tango, Kurt Russell as Gabriel Cash, Terry Hatcher as Catherine <coughs> Kiki, spoiler, Tango, and yeah. I, know, I forgot about that part. Uh, Jack Palance as Evez Perret, Big Byron James as, well he's no Leon, uh, fucking James Hong, Aye. Big James, like... This is almost like a fucking mashup of our season. We've got all uh, the folk from other big films have all come together for a party at the ends. James Hong playing Quan. Yeah. Because somebody's already tinned the name David Lopan. Yeah. And there's some other tall boy that didn't seem too happy with Tango and Cash, but no got his name written down. Mm. Alright, Mike, do you remember what is the plot of Tango and Cash? Two of Ellie, is it Ellie in New York? Yeah. Two Ellie's like, they're, they're rivals pretty much. Yeah, like ah, one works like at one end, one works at the other end. Divide. Uh, basically get framed for murder. Murder. Aye. Uh, get framed for murder and get put into a different jail. Which Aye, they were expecting to be sort of comfy prison for police. Yeah, and they, they get basically put in just decide to hell. break out and clear their names with hilarious results. Aye. And lots of explosions. 
Mm-hmm. Michael Bay would be proud. <laughs> okay, we'll state it here that obviously when we were getting ready to record this, Michael wasn't able to get hold of the copy of the film, but he is a seasoned vet when it comes to Tango and Cash. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure he knows what I'm going to be talking about as we go through it. So I'm just reading. My notes like, are like pretty long anyway, even before I like, watched the film for a catch up. Aye. Aye. So let's see. Right away, obviously, never your first time watching Tango and Cash. Nah. Do you remember your first? I'd say it's probably about, probably about 10, 10, 11 maybe. Right. And it kind of just appealed to me because it was just so easy to watch. It was, it was funny. Aye. And Big Slice Stallone's a fucking easy hook. Like, if you're going through your Rocky films and you've seen Rambo, to see him doing <coughs> action yeah. movies as a cop, I was like, oh, yeah, fuck, I'll I, watch I, that. I didn't really appreciate, like, Kurt Russell films till I kind of got older. Aye, I noticed like, that when myself. when I was younger, it was like, Bruce Willis, Stallone, fucking Schwarzenegger, fucking Big Van Damme. Aye, exactly. Kurt Russell was sort of doing, well, he's not the big fucking muscly guy. Nah. So he was doing action films, but it wasn't the fucking kind that appealed to you as a kid. Yeah. Unless maybe you were like more of a horror kid, then yeah. you probably would have maybe picked up on the stuff. But no, it was like three years ago, I would still think Kurt Russell's was Jeff Bridges. Huh. That was it for me. Like, I'd probably recognise the name, but I'd show me a picture of the two guys, like, going, ah, oh, fuck, which one's the dude? Hmm. So, I do remember this from my childhood as well. Can't remember when I first saw it, but I always specifically remember the fucking Asian dude getting choked out with a chair in the, yeah, the interrogation bit. Yep, and when they had to stop the fucking big fans from oh, yeah. turning fucking cash yeah. into mince. Yeah. So they were always the two big fucking shots that stayed in my head when I was wee. And then it wasn't until I got a bit older and folk were talking about, did you watch Tango and Cash? That's a fucking cheesy as fuck. It's funny as hell. You should watch it. Uh, and I just, I didn't even remember it being funny. I think as a kid, it was just like action, like yeah. all the fucking stuff that's going on. But then you start to see some of the unintentional humour. Ah, uh, because the two of them kind of played off against each other quite well. Eh? It wasn't like a script. It was more like a, a one-liner competition for about like 90 minutes. Yeah. They never had any proper conversations. They're all just either comparing each other's dick sizes mm. or telling the other one to go put Lassie's clays on. Mm. But oh, it is a fucking funny film. Mm. And as you said, it's fucking like a perfect blend of sort of like action comedy. Uh, where you're not being overwhelmed by the funnies. Yeah. And it's still great enough to be like, ah, oh, it's a fucking... I wouldn't say a brutal action film. Nah. But there is some violence to it. Yeah. So. And I mean, it's... It, coming into, like, when the year when Tango Cash come out, like, Ray Tango's character is completely different to, like, your Cobra, mm-hmm. fucking Rambo, Rocky, and all that. They fucking shoot it down in, like, the opening scene when you have that car chase where he's... With the big, massive truck. Aye, fucking uh, Tango's driving him out of town and yeah. there goes a whole hubbub just saying, well, no, it was crossed the line. This is our territory now. Yeah. Who the fuck do you think you are, Rambo? Aye. And the obvious like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, total breaking the fourth wall there. Aye, and he's like, Rambo is a pussy. He's like, oh, you shit. 
<coughs> fucking spit the coffee out. He's shitting on Rambo. He is Rambo. What, why would he say that? What's going on? I reckon he got an extra five million just to say that. Like, no, no, man, that's my legacy. Shh, money. <laughs> and it's it's not until he fucking fires what the, the gas tank and all the fucking hits the deck, but just white gold, Aye. white white cocaine gold. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, it's snowing. Aye, like fucking <clears throat> snowing in the desert. Anyone want to get high? Like, oh, do you know how the See the placement that had like the long mullet with the glasses that mm. like referred to him as Rambo kind of like almost looked like Kurt Russell a wee bit. <laughs> ah, you could see it. You could see it. Um, but this is it's, this is like my kind of action film when uh, it's Kurt Russell going home, uh, Cash getting into yeah. his house, and he's looking in the fucking mirror. Ah, I had to read his newspaper article. Ah, and the fucking Chinese assassin fucking smashing through the mirror to come get him. Yeah. And he's fucking loaded. He's got a gun in his fucking boot. Uh-huh. That was something else. But as soon as the fucking Chinese guy realised he was outnumbered, just jumps out like a second story building. Yeah. <laughs> like it's fucking nothing. That rolls in the car and pisses off and it goes into like a second fucking chase sequence in like the first uh-huh. 10 minutes. It's like an underground car park. Yeah. Aye. And fucking, that was a busy car park because you had... Some yeah. Russian guy losing his shit. Ah, and I thought, I had to Google it. Is that the director? Why, why is the, the random Russian guy going daft? Yeah. And it is just some Russian guy. It's not the director, but he's got credit for, like, eh, I think it was Raw Deal. Uh, the big Arnie and Jim Belushi. Nah, that's not. Uh, Red. Red Heat. Red Heat. That's it. So he had, like, four. He had at least four credits on IMDb when I looked. Uh, so right. it, was a, it was just a Russian comedian turned actor yeah. who just happened to be on set uh, then they go one corner and bang a jeep and a yeah. fucking pair of tits for it uh, couples getting busy in the fucking ah, just an understory car. car park fuck it why no there's nobody else here mm. there's few people but and <clears throat> it's not until they're he's fucking they're trying to drive it and all these fucking long tubular lights yeah. of all falling down and they're driving through I think kind of just to make it look uh, more visually appealing as they're driving through and all this light and the glass is shattering yeah. but he fucking drives one car off a ledge to block the exit and yeah. fucking trap the Chinese guy like ah uh, it's quite well put together aye that's I was just thinking like man the fucking that's where all these tax dollars are going the fucking wrecking all these cars the yeah. fucking Government don't know about a good fan of fucking Gabriel Cash, rogue cop. I guess it kind of shows... It shows you similarities for the start, really. Because you have fucking Tango, nice and clean, drive them out, fire shot, there's fuck arrested. This boy wrecks a multi-story car park to get, like, one guy. Yeah. Like, fucking Tango's quite clean in what he does. Gabriel just fucking trash a city block to make sure he fucking pins down his <laughs> guy. It's when he's at the car and he, like, the Chinese guy's all banged up and then Aye. the Russian guy comes running in and starts like going absolutely like, mental and he's wearing like this t-shirt and it must be mm. like the part of Russia is really Osterich or something. Aye. And, uh, and like Cash is just like, welcome to America. Aye. 
Yes, he's running about with a big fucking pistol with a, like a red laser scope on it big as well. Big scope on it, that is a fucking 80s rope and a half. Like, Aye. I remember Cobra had it. Mm-hmm. Solo had it in Cobra, I'm trying to remember what else. It's probably been a few films. That Terminator, Terminator. Mm. She wasn't going to have the handgun with the big scope with the red light on it. Aye. Well, that's, that's an 80s trope. Like. Oh, aye, that was obviously cutting edge back then. I don't know. It was like all kind of wonders. I think it's so, like, it's just so like, unethical. Like, why would you hit a handgun with a big scope? Again, you're not going to tuck that into your jeans easy. I know. So. Then, one thing I do love, like, the seeing, like, cops and fucking PlayStations back in the day, like, the police station always looked like just a fucking wild west. Like, there's guns going past us. Some poor bastard run about with a tray of donuts and all these fucking snatching at them. Yeah. And they're just fuck screaming and there's fucking guns lying all over the place, fucking hookers chained to desks. There's a right, the fucking interrogation scene, yeah. as I mentioned. They're just in the fucking toilets. The boy's taking a leak. Aye, He's all, yeah, he doesn't those... know any English. Aye. So fucking big Gabriel Cash does, what, what's it? English 101. Aye. Put the chair in his Hey, you're doing really good. He's fucking getting all the information out of him. <laughs> it does look really fucking so there because it's like pressed right up against his windpipe. Uh, and he's fucking leaning, like, just driving it back and forward on top of his fucking yeah. neck just to fucking squeeze more information out of him. And they more or less, they get, like, the information he gives fucking cash. Yeah. Is to that fucking setup. Yeah. Where it's a weird one because that's happening. Then you've got uh, Tango following Byron James Aye. to get to the same place. And when they get there, and there's just a fucking. But going back, I can't remember if it was before the interrogation or after it, when Cash gets to his like, desk. Mm hmm. He's got his gun in his wee drawer. Aye. And he kind of notices there's a, a change in his gun, like on the site. Aye. And, uh, and also, like, nobody, nobody expects to pick up on it. And mm. uh, then, obviously, it kind of... Aye, it comes back around later on. Aye. Aye, because who? Aye, because Stallone's following fucking Byron James. Aye. And Cash is just... Following the Chinese man's instructions yeah. that he got for the interrogation. And then they just find the dead body in the middle. Yeah, with like the tape recorder on it. Aye, fucking... I thought it was recording their voices. Which it did, they used that evidence when they got there. Yeah. But and the fucking audio wizards later on had been recording them for ages. Yeah, and, and just basically compiled a... Fucking... A, basically a conversation to other words. Aye, exactly. Like, I could sit and manipulate a podcast by fucking taking out all these. Mm-hmm. It's more or less that set. They got a fucking thing doctored. And it just makes them have this really weird, broken conversation. Yeah. And then they just... Someone edit in a fucking gunshot sound. <laughs> yeah, silence gunshot. Aye. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the, the wee fucking audio tech guy was just in his fucking room. That's what I've actually kind of noticed on... A lot of films that get remastered. Aye. And when they remaster the sounds. I think it... Was on... I think when I watched Terminator... I haven't you in your Terminator season mm-hmm. a couple of years back and they edited the sound uh, when Arnie went to the woman's door right and it was the wrong person and he pulls out the big fucking handgun Aye. and shoots her yeah 
the edit I didn't like the silent sounds, but there's not even a silence like on the gun. No man, it's built in. Aye, <sighs> sometimes when fucking people like decide to remaster soundtracks, it, it you're always like, I reckon why you ever need to do that. They did that a few times with uh, a lot of old Hong Kong films. Uh, when they're getting remastered for DVD, they just decided to incorporate new current sound effects uh, on top of the original ones. Yeah. So you've got like this nice, authentic, maybe 1980s martial arts film, and it's got the old tinny music, the dialogue, and when one makes a move, it's like crystal clear. Uh, and it just sounds like, I just keep wanting to say Dragon Ball, it just sounds like you're doing big fireball punches rather than just doing a straight punch and kick yeah. you're like oh, you're just you're tainting the film you're spoiling mm. it it's weird it's like if that's how it was supposed to be back then that's fine mm. unless it was James Cameron that came out and said no no I wanted to add a silent soon to it mm. and then 30 million obviously on Twitter big big ones obviously George Lucas where when he done the Star Wars style. Yeah. see that's it when it's a director pissing about with it I guess it's his property yeah so, Definitely. but uh, also they get fucking chucked to prison. Like Aye. even though, like in the courtroom, when I liked uh, how the trial's fucking. The t- so they get arrested. Basically, they get found out. Aye, and it's the wee police chief, mm-hmm. and uh, basically he's like involved in it as well. Aye, but it's all the witnesses that call to the stand. Eff- like everyone's in the pocket of fucking Perez. Aye. Yeah. Is it Perez or Perret? Perret, aye. Aye. Uh, they've got the the guy that analysed the audio tape, the cassette tape. We've done it himself. Ken yeah. there was fine. And even though they, they're, they're, they're being framed, the fucking comments coming off them is like, I'm going to pull his fucking tongue out. Uh. Like, I'll get the fucking tow truck. It's like, mm. Jesus Christ, like, if they didn't think you were serial killers. Uh, it's uh, the kind of like fattish guy. Aye. And it's like, it's like, it's like when we get you here, we need to pay Jab at the hut a visit. Aye. And it's like, I'll bring the chainsaw, you bring the beer. Aye. It's like, Jesus Christ. All right, boys. Try, and then, obviously, they bring in the fucking Chinese guy who doesn't speak a word, a word English. of English. He's got an interpreter there. Aye. And uh, they do this fucking speech. Like, it's been Tango does. They're um, talking to the guy, and it's like, uh, like Cash, like, crushed my throat with like a chair and I'm like, Rage just looks at him he's like, couldn't find a piano? Aye. There's, there's a fucking answer for everything. <sighs> like, there's always wise, fucking smart-ass comments to be yeah. made. And, obviously, they try to, I don't know, appeal to the judge. Tango does a wee heartfelt speech, saying it's a hard job, he loves his job, uh, he loves this city. And Cash goes to stand up, and obviously, like, no, no, sit the fuck down, no, no. It's like, sir, can, can I just say something? This is fucking shit, <laughs> shit. And all the cops are like, I know, yes, 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 Cash. Ah, oh, boy. It's like fucking jail. <laughs> <laughs> and as they get fucking swapped to, they get to the, the fancy country club jail. They get taken to a proper aye, where there's barbed wire on the walls and there's fucking giant blood splatters. All over uh, the walls, and there's fire. And then it's the so commun- much fire. Communal shower scene. Aye, just like a dick measuring contest. They're just like, ah, so just sitting, going, "All right, Mary Moose." He was, ah, it's a bit cold, and he's, like, "Are they kidding you that well?" Aye, mm. don't 
Don't worry, I just dropped the soap. I'm not doing anything weird. <laughs> but it's when they're getting taken to their cells. And there's just fire. There's everything. I don't know that. That was like one of, I think, was it one of Tango's comments? Like, if I hate one thing, it's litter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking everywhere. But it's all the fucking guys they've locked up are getting uh, shit. And there's like this black guy at one point banging on the bars like, Yo, Tango, I'm going to put some brown sugar in your ass. <laughs> It's like, oh no, I'd sleep with your arse to the wall, Tango. <laughs> and there's this dude that's been in it for the very start of the film with a big square jaw face. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to make a box shape with my hands here. Uh, he was always known as the Maniac Cop, wasn't he? Aye. 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 I've never seen him in anything other than Tango and Cash, but I always know that dude with a giant fuck, a jaw bigger than Kurt Russell. Aye. Is like that's the maniac aye, cop dude. Ah, the comic Captain Dynabo. Eh? Ah, they fucking start crying on Conan and like they <laughs> Conan like, the barbarian. Aye, they like to take the fucking piss out of him, and he's like, well, "I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna crush you." And fucking Tango grabs his face and just drives into the bars. Aye, he doesn't have any luck with Tango. Doesn't like the boy. Nah. And then it's I like the fact that like they've got kind of like opposite cellmates. Like oh, Tango's the cellmates got, were great. Tango's got fucking uh, the total mental one that like murdered his best friend and that, and he, mm-hmm. he's someone's fucking no right upstairs. Ah, fucking Mister Slinky. Yeah, and then Cash has got this fucking the gigantic fucking black house. Aye, who just insists on sleeping on the top bunk. And uh, all and the fucking supports fucked, so he's just still lying <laughs> on top of it. And he basically just Cash. tells him that he can't use a toilet. Aye, that's my toilet. That's a crapper is mine. Aye. And he's like, how, where do you expect me to go? <laughs> he stands he up stands up like, that is yours. Yes, that is yours. I will hold it. <laughs> just hide in here. And fucking Tango's just want to sit and read the paper. Uh, just wants to check on the stock swing, market. Yeah. And what was it? It's like, what's the hang he says when he's reading the stock market hanging? It's like, it's like, like sugar's gone down. Uh, something daft like that and rips the paper off and he just has a shred and he picks up the shred and continues to read like this fucking something not bigger than his thumb yeah and then we get to the the first night where they get their shock treatment ah yeah it's like uh, their it's like the first well maybe not the first but like one of the main like key points of the film because you see like Perrette and all that ah they get fucking Jumped, flung into like the laundry room via yeah. the shoots, and I uh, fucking Perrette comes out like this wee fog, like this brilliant light in here where you just yeah. see him like cast a shadow as this ghostly figure that's watching him, and, and uh, they rig up some fucking system to hang them for the uh, ceiling with chains. Uh, and I didn't understand why Byron James got an English accent. In I don't know. That is the weirdest fucking thing about this film. Oh uh, yeah, firstly. The many times that I watch it, I always seem to try to f- figure if it's if it's English or if it's Australian. Is is I at first I thought it was Australian. There's a cheerio bloody wanker, pip pip, wanker <laughs> tosser. And it's like oh Jesus, oh Jesus. And it's like I had to look up. It's like no, nah, something's not right here because I recognised them. And then it's like that that is not British English at all. <sighs> And I just like looked up and was like, You're from Kentucky <laughs> Like was there a fucking 
like honestly, in comparison, Vinnie Jones would be winning a BAFTA in comparison to this guy. <laughs> like it's like they had some British cunt. Something happened. Got food poison. Couldn't make the film. Like a big Brian James has came in to fill the roles. Oh, hack of the English. No worry, governor. Uh, top, top. Sit, no, no, no. The fucking run off and say, like, oh, okay, no. busy. Oh, no. Shit. And it is. It's fucking awful. I know. But it's, it's laughable, though. Well, you can laugh at it because they fucking torture him something stupid. Uh, if he was the main bad guy, this would be a travesty. But he was, he was a fucking joke in this Yeah, Yeah, uh, it's quite an interesting... Like set up the road as well to like talk to them. So like the it's like a fucking like homemade electrotherapy session where they're just sitting, dipping them in, fucking tasing them with a cable. Yeah, and that's what you have to do. Your your method acting is it right? Pretend you're having a fit and start <laughs> fucking shaking like a total oh, beast. And then it's I guess broke up with Cash's like best pal who's like a lawyer. Aye, that the 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 heavy dude. Ah, the tough. Is it Mark's in them as a thing? I think so, and he more or less just gives them that option. You just have to escape. Aye, and it's quite elaborate escape plan. Aye, it does look like right. If you go through here, go through that tunnel, go up to the roof. And remember, take your belts with you. If I can breathe in, squeeze past all the electric pylons, yeah. and then just fucking run and jump off the building and hope you catch that line. Yeah, but then it doesn't entirely go to plan. Oh no, fucking big square jaw comes looking for fucking Tango again. Uh, well, seeing that, to begin with, Tango didn't want anything to do with it. Uh, he was like, ah, I'll just do my time. Yeah. And Cash goes off on his own, mm. and it's not until they find his pal Max fucking rolling down the fucking... Uh, his fucking throat cut. Aye. And that's when they get to... The fucking team back up. Yeah. Manage to escape. And it is. Like, the fucking... It's weird, because you think you're kind of getting towards the end, but no, it's... The fucking prison is like a tiny part of this film. Yeah. I always thought it was like a huge part of this film. Nah, it's and not. I always remembered... I thought they were handcuffed together. But I might be mixing that up with someone else. Hmm. But it's no... The prison... The prison part of the film's not really that long as what... Yeah, Aye. There's no till they're out, you get introduced to Cash's fucking weapons man, Owen. Aye. Where it just, it's like this fucking James Bond Q knockoff. Yeah. Where they've got like a fucking dog. Oh, the and, robot dog. Aye. Like advanced home security and it barks and its mouth opens and a fucking barrel of a gun pops out of its wee mouth. But then it just malfunctions. Aye, it just fucking blows up. Like, it's not a good dog at all. <sighs> and, because I thought he worked for the police. Because I was like, why would you have a crazy weapons guy? Uh, and why would Cash then walk into like a police department when he's a fucking escaped prisoner? Uh, but he just comes in, borrows a few of his guns, some of his clays. But. And then obviously, they send, send Cash to go look for Terry Hatcher. Yeah. In the strip club. Yeah. Or dance... No, no, it was... Ah, a it's a dance club, pretty aye, much. Aye, And it was, they tried... That fucking moment where they tried to smuggle... Kurt uh, Russell out. Kurt Russell out of that fucking building. I look like a big six-foot fucking, like, lesbian rugby player. Aye. 
<laughs> it's, it's the fucking cop just sitting trying to chat them up. Saying, hey, Red, how about a freeway? Because <laughs> uh, Terry Atcher comes out, goes in a motorbike, and then fucking Kurt Russell follows. Uh. <laughs> There's like, no way, man. And he turns to his fucking captain and says, hey, captain, dykes on bikes, am I right? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, shit, bastard. Fucking hell. <laughs> I just seen fucking Kurt Russell come out fucking putting up his sunglasses. Flipping the middle, like the fucking bird to them. Uh, I fucking forgot about that. Just uh, because they do like a slow camera pan, they fucking focus on the feet first. Uh, and going, I was like, quite muscular legs. And then it's like hot pants, and then it's the fucking leather jacket, and he's got the big red hair and fucking lipstick on. Jeez, oh, and he's fucking smoking a fag as well. <laughs> just trying to be all fucking sultry. What? The fucking eye. They sneak out, go back to Kiki, as they're the cry, uh, back to her flat. And it, from Tango's perspective, they're uh, shagging on the couch. Uh, What's actually happening is she's trying to fucking put discs back into his back. Uh, like fucking something's at a place, so she's sitting there. And they do, they ham it up something fucking uh, awfully. She's like going oh I feel it it's, it's going to come out it's coming out it's coming out oh oh and he's going oh hard deep 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 and she's like I feel it coming I was like oh yeah Jesus Christ no wonder he came fucking running through obviously a fucking bad guy shows up at the screen door it's not it's his cop friend uh, he fucking dives through the door and he's got like a plastic, a wooden like a mallard wooden, or wooden, something a uh, wooden duck or something aye because fucking Kurt Russell runs it in the woman's place like Fucking put down the duck, because he's fucking squashed his pal under the screen door, uh, and it's like, is this how you screen all of your guests? It's like, oh Jesus, I'm pretty sure that boy was wearing a wig. There's something about him that just looked like, ah shit, what's his name? He is the captain. Ah, he's actual name. Yeah, uh, Jeffrey Lewis. Jeffrey Lewis, right? He was reminding me of some kind. Of I can't actually remember him from anything else other was than in, uh, Double Impact with Van Damme. Was that it? Aye. Right. right. She was the one that, she was Van Damme's parents' pal. Aye. Who like, helped them leave when the mum and dad got like, assassinated at the start of the film. Oh, he was another. He was in other fucking films as well. Mm. But that's like, the only one I remember him for. Aye. But after this, there's more or less them going for the fucking final showdown. They aye, so they, they pop into the, Owens. Aye, they pop into Owens. They pop into the guy that made the tape. Aye, well, cashed it anyway. And he's just sitting there like uh, with a shotgun, and he's like the wee guy. Fucking, he looks so familiar. I think he's, he's in the Green Mile, like the Mister Jinx. Ah, oh, that's the guy that had the mouse. Is, uh, aye. And uh, he's like, guys, I see you've got my greatest hits here. Aye. Just that fucking absolutely destroying his like, equipment with a shotgun. Aye, he's like, I don't know why you're here with all this useless junk. I'm like, what do you mean, useless junk? And he just fucking fires a shotgun into all the fucking big sound tables. Uh, and like, oh, that's a sad one. And then they get the the name of the British, well, Byron James's character, which I didn't even think we fully get his name, is it? Is it like Rakeen or something? Ah, yeah. They call him like Ponytail. And exactly, <laughs> they've got 30 different names for him. But, it's not until, like that fucking Jeep they pick up, 
is it looks like the fucking early prototype to the Robocop like prior to Robocop you had like that other fucking robot that went oh, down. Ed, Ed 209. Yeah. It looks like that with wheels. <laughs> it honestly looks like a fucking tank, especially when you put Gatling guns uh, on, the side on the side of it. It's not even tucked in, it's just slap dash on the side. Yeah. Like, um, that's when, actually, they get the gu- did they get the guns before or after they fucking got the confession out of Rakeen and the day the whole Bad cop, worst cop thing. Ah, yeah, that was a good moment. Because <laughs> ah. they gave him the fucking hand grenade and shoved it in his trousers. Ah, they've got, they've got to, like, fucking, like, sellotape to, like, his mouth. Aye. And, and it's like, it's like, kids the names. And I, like, Stallone, like, rips him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's like, aye, like, he's the governor. And I Stallone's like, aye, right, come on, where's the governor? Aye. They do, it's like, even them themselves know that fucking shitty British aye. accent. By the end of it, he should have just revealed himself as like an American cop undercover as a British gangster and all the shit went, no shit, Sherlock. Uh, that was the worst cover of all time. Uh, but but like, during that whole segment though, where they're like interrogating him, I think Stallone just wants to find out if fucking Russell's been banging his sister. Oh aye, that's it. And fucking Cash is no gain him. I yeah, nah. fucking end, she's just no time. Oh no, I thought we'd take that slow. We're being cool <laughs> about it. I don't fucking kiss and tell. And it's like, no, tell me if you did it. So, oh, no, that's not my position to see. But I'd see her again, though. And it's like, oh, I can throw you off the building with him. Uh, so then they go with this big compound with a jeep. Ah, it's like fucking death games for like 10 minutes. So they're just running around in the jeep, shooting each other. Ah, that's it. They've got like the, the two, is it like forklifts at either side of the fucking jeep? Oh, the big fucking construction ah, things like- that fucking they get penned in between. Aye. And then that's when they have to abandon the vehicle, kill Aye, the guys. you can hear fucking, like, Owen's, like, voice on the wee monitor. I say, I hope you're not scratching my car, boys. Hope everything's safe and legal. Whatever you're doing, don't hold out on me. <laughs> and then fucking, you just see a big explosion with the Jeep. So, yeah. So, aye, they get to his fucking warehouse. Yeah. And, of yeah. course, by this point, they've got Kiki, they've got... Um, Byron James is there. Aye, is James Hong there as well. Yeah, aye. aye, like all all the crime lords have been gathered into one place, which is nice and convenient. Yeah, but um, it is like fucking Perrette sitting there watching all the chaos like for his room. Like obviously, when you couldn't get big screen tellies, you just bought like twelve tellies and put them on top of each other aye. to make a wall. Yeah. And it's like he's sitting watching the fucking running man. He's just that fucking uh, cheesy shit eating grin with I the like, violence. Uh, I like the wee touch when uh, Russell's fighting Rakeen and he's like absolutely fucking nailing it and grabs a grenade, takes the pin out, sits in the trailer, and he's like, I yank it's a dud this time. Aye, <laughs> fucking fires him down the stairs. Aye. Aye, because it does turn into like a final fight moment. Because some other random dude Aye. shows up and like, Alright, pals, I'm back and I brought my pal with me for the fucking shops. We're gonna fight. Fucking Stallone, like, back heel kicked a boy through a table. Aye. And I, and I was like, I can't remember fucking Stallone, like, doing karate or nothing. That's it. He's like, the fucking boy that got put in is like, oh, well, I'm just gonna stay here, lads. It's cool. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Just pretend to be dead. Because that's it. Not only do they have fucking Kiki, they're just fucking dynamite on the go. Uh, he's self-destructing his building. He's put 12 minutes yeah. on the clock. <clears throat> but then he's done the whole... 
the bit where <clears throat> there's all the screens, it always reminds me of that end bit in End of the Dragon. Ah, Where he's walking through like, the fucking hall. The last maze. Yeah. Aye, aye, the mirrors. Because I was like, you're looking at it and it's like, this is weird. Why is he going for this? Because, oh, it's all the crime lords were easy kills. Yeah. There's nothing special about them, but they're saying, what was it? On the kneecaps, on the count of three, they both uh, fucking shout two and shoot him in the forehead. Aye. Uh, and that is a, a fucking sweet double tap. He's got like fucking uh, two fucking holes in his fucking, 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 in his forehead. And the thing is, like, Bitham had different tales. Aye. One noticed the wedding ring was on the other hand. Exactly. That was different for all the reflect images. The other one noticed the fucking embroidered patch was the right way around on the jacket. Yeah. So it was clever, the way they did it. Because I thought, you'd see that or you'd have to fucking start shooting all the fucking mirrors. Yeah. But by that time... <laughs> Aye. And that's it, kind of... Aye, the compound blows up. Ah, they all run, jump into a ditch at the same time. Uh, have get a the wee... total big massive Michael Bay like, explosion. Aye, they have a wee chuckle that, hey, our names are cleared. I think I might start sending a bit your sister. And he's like, over my dead body. Yeah. And, and they you just... get the wee newspaper article in them. Exactly, saying that they've been freed. Yeah. All charges drop, fucking hero cops, high five, mm. yada, yada, yada. And that's it. Uh, they fucking, it, it pretty much ends with them just like doing a high five fade out to a newspaper to say fucking hero cops are back yes and you never heard from them again I felt like it was almost enough to be like a a franchise if they wanted yeah uh, I think they started too big fucking killing all the crime lo- killing all the crime lords blowing up the building uh, Sister's already been kidnapped. I was kind of wondering how they would actually go about doing a sequel. Aye. They get the fucking get a delayed flight in Russia and something happens. And, ah, fuck it. We're going to have to go take care of this now, pal. Yeah, it turns out that the Russian guy that fucking had the car stolen. Exactly. At the time it was doing it all. He's long. a crime lord as well. Uh, fuck. That was that car fucking cash bumped into that knocked the last year. Or it was British guys fucking like. Oh, they go, they go to fucking jolly old England. Yeah. And everyone has the same shitty accent at him. Like, jolly old England filmed in fucking Alberta, Canada. Yeah. And it's just old Canadians trying to be British. Yeah. Oh. And, like, the head of the crime lord, like, fucking the head of the crime family is Michael Caine. Oh, that would be amazing. Or Sean Connery. Ah. It's just somebody that looks like them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would pretty much work. Mm-hmm. Oh, Andre, if you want your career back, if you want folk back in the cinemas, I was going to say with popcorn or maybe without popcorn, we've got the fucking script for you. Exactly. Well, I say script, mere characters in a fucking tweet, but... What do we offer them, though? Empty packets of popcorn? Aye. See, for three tubes of Pringles. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so... Let's pull up... Did you have any note, like any other bullet points that we've not covered? Um, I don't actually think I did. Let's see where is it. Uh, nah, no, really. I pretty much just went through like everything about it. Like also my 
big one was obviously Leon for Blade Runner is like an English bad guy mm-hmm. aye that is fucking weird although reading like people's like reviews and stuff they think that this is like like Jack Palance is like worst performance right uh, it's, it, it's, it's he, he doesn't can't. get a lot of screen time does he no and anytime he is there he's fiddling with mice and just trying to be like a cartoony villain uh, but that's, that's what it is I mean the only other note I would have taken about this film was the fact that they see each other's names in every sentence yeah like if I took a tally of how many times I heard the words tango and cash in tango and cash yeah it was a lot of tangos and cash yeah I think they kind each other's names after five minutes they didn't need to sometimes it's just the two of them in I a room I know because like they didn't even refer to this as a first name. Like you never see Stallone saying, "Oh, hey, Gabriel or Gabe or whatever." Or ah, you never yeah. see Kurt saying, "Oh, can like Ray or whatever." Eh? Exactly. It's always everyone else, but just always Tango and Cash. Yeah. It was. I felt like they were building a franchise. Like let's just drum the names into folks' heads. Yeah. Let's not get us fucking confused with Tom Hanks and that fucking Doug. As long as we didn't let that happen, we'll be fine. Yeah. Aye, because you know guys are going to see the dub clown and saying, hey, Turner, <laughs> feed me. Aye. Oh, maybe just fucking tripping on his couch and the dog starts talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> like the, remember on, oh, fuck, what fun was it when? I just remember Jurassic Park 3, fucking Alan Grant falls asleep on the plane. And oh, one the of fucking the raptors, velociraptors. Oh, like, Alan! God, Alan! Man. And he wakes up and his old raptor talking to him dressed as a man. I remember that. That is brilliant. That's a fucking bad film. That is me punching my microphone. Well done. Okay, let's see. Um, did you have a chance to look at any trivia notes? Um, I didn't actually. My fucking. I could hear me clicky clicky. Ah, uh, that's fine. Um. I, well, just go to facts and figures then. I go then. Right. On a budget of $55 million, we have the results of its domestic box office. Do you think it made its money back? I think it probably did. Yes. Do you think it broke the box office? Nah. No. $63 million. Yeah, I think people were more interested in Roadhouse. Possibly. Well, in fact, there was quite a lot of big films in 89. It was Batman. Yes. Batman yeah. was probably the big one. In you had a year. lethal weapon in there as well. Oh, yeah. Second, second one. Second one. Of an already established franchise. Some known faces. Um, Steel Magnolias. Yeah. So, aye, there's fucking plenty of films that... Aye. So, and... Fucking maybe Kurt Russell's continued to say, I'm just a fucking curse at the box office. Stop putting me in films. I know. <laughs> uh, but there is a note. IMDb did list that it did accrue $30.1 million in rentals in the USA alone. Ah. How many fucking tapes were fucking made? Like, how many times did those tapes get taken out? To fucking accumulate thirty million dollars. Uh, I can fucking rentals wouldn't have been that dear. Maybe like two bucks, 
Three? Ah, about that. Two or three quid, probably. Aye, so like, fucking, that film was rented maybe 10 million times back in the day. Yeah. That's, that's nuts to think of it. Like, there just must be fucking millions, well, maybe not anymore. I was going to say millions of fucking video cassettes of fucking Tangle and Cash <laughs> just in fucking warehouses or fucking skipped somewhere. Fucking the director brought them off. Aye. <laughs> Made a hoos at them. Aye. Aye, let's see. Amazon one-star reviews. Not, actually, I don't think any of them were making comments about the film. Ah, uh, here we go. There seems to be a big issue with Amazon... Now, we spoke about this, because obviously we were trying to source you a copy of the movie this morning. Amazon do have it, but it's ten minutes shorter than any other version that's put out. Alright. And I think this is more or less what all these complaints are on Amazon. Yeah. It's regarding about this cut. It seems to be like all the violence has been removed. Yes. Exactly what you want out of your action movie. So... No violence. I'd actually be really interested to watch it just to see how... A, a neutered version of Dumbling yeah. Cash. Let's see. Uh, the only reason... Oh, wait, no, that's the review. Read more. Okay. One star by Mr. S. The only reason why I am rating this film this low is the amount of cutting from the original cinema release to what we have here. It reminds of the old days when ITV and the other channels would cut the film yeah. or do voiceovers. I really do not understand in the world of digital download that films are edited so much, please bring back the original uncut and back to the original version. And let's see. Amazon customer. I purchased this and was extremely disappointed to find out that half of the film has been cut. Not happy at all. 90% of the fight scenes have been removed. No point buying it at all. Uh, Rebecca Murphy wrote, Can't watch it. That's it. Martin Warner, right? Martin Warner wrote, Not my sort of film. Present for the wife. She loves it. How does your wife like, like, fucking so how, so 80s how, so action films? you, didn't he? Aye. I'm clicking on your name, he, Martin. He's, a, he's a Steel Magnolia fan. Aye. Let's see, what else has he reviewed? Uh, oh, he's bought her body lotion. He's bought her measuring tapes. Oh, four out of five stars for Death in Paradise, season three. Ah. So he likes his fucking wee Sky One comedies instead. Alright. I've got a slight question in my head wondering what that body lotion was actually for aye well that's it a surefire maybe he was putting a disc back in her back aye that's it like a surefire way to try and get laid body lotion tango and cash for the missus say here you know got a wee disc at the back I'll I'll sort that out there were no shagging no no do you like the film I'll put your clays on I'll sit on your back Uh. I'll (laughs) aye What's next for films and swearing? Well, it's none for the 80s. Nah. Uh, we did a poll on Twitter and we are going to be covering, I think it's 2012's Dread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the Stallone version. No, this isn't. The thing is, I actually don't mind the Stallone version. It's an easy watch. Aye. 
I vaguely remember it for childhood. I can't tell. Was it a long film? No. I have a feeling it might have been long. Uh, hour and a half. Oh, alright. Hour and a half. Alright. I just fucking remember Anthrax did the fucking theme. Like, yeah, I am the law. I am the law. Yeah. Uh, so, over the next couple of weeks, it will be sort of like patron requested podcasts. First one being Dread. Then the next two weeks after that will be uh, follow up episodes. Uh, if you want to vote for what movies we do next, go onto our Twitter account at FAS Podcast and vote in the polls. We usually put a new one up every week. Our website is filmsandswearing.com. This gives you links to Facebook, Instagram, Amazon, Patreon, and Twitter. Uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, you can sign up and pledge $1 a month. And that will give you access to our Patreon page where we have exclusive podcasts uh, on films such as Alien Covenant, Okaja, got some more set up for September, uh, wrestling audio commentaries, extended episodes, I think almost over eight hours worth of content for one buck a month. And they accept PayPal, so it makes it a lot easier than trying to type in all those fucking long card numbers. Yeah. Uh, right. Time for us to sign off. Uh, as usual, shout out to Andros for our theme music, but I think we need to go out on a wee 80s number here. Uh, thanks to Stu McPherson and all our listeners for tuning in and letting us fill your lugs week after week till they're foo, to the point where you have to go get your fucking doctor to syringe your ears and all that fucking hot water and all the wax spills it into the trees like what the fuck's this is it I saw the podcast I've been listening to <laughs> my lungs are full of them alright so that, on that gross out note let's see if we've I guess learned one thing out of our 80 season Mike what would it be that every 80s film needs a montage scene every 80s film needs a montage scene Ah, that's doing. Even though this is a theme for Tango and Cash, that's not high tempo enough for me. Uh, uh, I guess in it, that's alright. It does. But I mean, it, it's no. This nightclub. This is fucking unrelated to everything we've watched so oh far. Oh And we didn't even watch Footloose. Is this one footless? It was. Oh. I'll drag it to the middle because we're playing this for too long. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, fuck off and tune in next week. <laughs>